Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Previously on the Simply Human podcast. That's why yeah. vaginal deliveries are so much better for the baby because they can actually spark their immune system. That, that does. That's how they create a good immune system yes um now there was something we were talking about of the mouth well i was gonna make a joke about rick really being interested in the end of the of that system the the finish what do you mean mark Uh, but i won't we'll just continue on i'm sorry mark (laughs) i was just wait for you to explain (laughs) to the next thing um whatever now we can take a moment here mark if you'd like (laughs) or i can say the joke that came to my mind initially is that uh that's what Mark and I wrote that with comments. But I is not. I'm not going to make that joke. We won't do that. Okay, so I am going to rise above it. It's episode, Rick. It's episode two hundred of the. I don't know if I should take that as like a, a uh, mark of longevity, or more like, man, I can't believe. I've done 200 of these with Mark, and I haven't. He hasn't killed me, and I haven't killed him yet. <laughs> 200 with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two humans being being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and it teach you how to live like you. Oh, close! You, oh, you're fucking swerving. Your fish tailing. I thought you got it. Your host, Mark and Rick, two humans, human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is Lyle, it's, it, it's Hagen, Haugen, H-A-U-G-E-N. I'm going to go with Haugen. I'm going to say like Tom Brokaw, I'm just going to go Haugen. Joe Ford, today. Um, God, that's such a great bit. Lyle, <laughs> Lyle hey, I'm going to go with Haugen. He's RHC and RNHC. He's a type 1 diabetic and a registered nutrition health coach. Listen to this. He was diagnosed the year that Bo Jackson won the Heisman. Hmm. I don't know what year that is. 1985. A week, listen to this, a week after surviving an industrial explosion at a natural gas facility. Hmm. What? I can't wait to hear that story. Okay, it's, okay, how about this episode? We start our first show is, I believe, September 21st of 2013. Okay, we did our right. 100th show on October 28th of 2015, a little over two years later, averaging about 50 shows a year for two years. God, we were we had a our old schedule. I don't know how we did that for so long, Man. to be quite honest with you. I know it was probably better for listeners because they could expect you know exactly when the show was going to come out. And now it's more like a free flow type yeah. of deal, but God, that was really difficult. So <laughs> our 100th show was Mark Sisson three, almost four years ago. Okay. Isn't that crazy? And the show before that was that, um, Man, the roller, the roller derby girl. Remember her? I do. That was that long ago. <laughs> really? I don't feel like it's been that long. Wow. Anyway. The time I'm, flies, I guess. Okay, so we have something fun to talk about. 
do you want to do you want to set this up? And we've we've got yes, we got I do. we got twelve minutes, and I have some audio that I can play. I have I've selected. Oh, a, you do. I selected. Here's. Uh, I don't. I don't want to go too crazy, but I selected the part where it's the funeral home, and he gives. He like does the bit about it. He's <laughs> give, he gives the girl the gift to give him. Okay, okay stop, 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 okay, stop, okay, stop. Okay, okay. You, you have to stop. Okay, okay. okay. All right. So, uh, <laughs> at the recommendation of a guy who uh, a dude that we uh, listen to on the radio quite frequently, he's here a in Dallas, friend of mine. Marcos I mean, the radio. we, we hung out. Not, you have met him two times in real life. I I, I can respect that. <laughs> um, he suggested this show called Nathan for You. You say that uh, again. Not, I'm sorry, Rick. I mean, what, what was that? I don't understand. What was it? The name of the show is Nathan for You. Like right? the number four or like, like Mark, Mark, you're killing this. These were you're questions. Killing, these were slowly, questions that I had. I didn't get it. You are, you are killing me. Okay. okay. So like uh, I remember something about this show and it's been several years. It's not live on the air anymore, but it's archived. It's all on Hulu. I remember I was like, there was some kind of viral thing with the show. I don't remember exactly what it was. And then I started like reading about it on the internet mm. and uh, saw that the, 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 they did an episode and this got a ton of like legitimate, like international attention um, where they go in the water. This guy basically does, does bits. Okay. It's kind of like Borat, but Borat meets like one of those bar rescue shows. So this guy, uh, He's a comedian and he's really, really funny, especially if you like dry comedy. Um, <laughs> his bit is, uh, for this show is that uh, he uses his business acumen because he made, quote, pretty good grades <laughs> in business school in Canada. Uh, <laughs> so he uh, goes and tries to help businesses with good ideas to help them get their business, you know, get, get them more business going. But it's these these just ridiculous and elaborate uh very clearly terrible ideas and he's basically that's where the borat thing comes into play because people think he's serious uh one of the the, one of the hardest ones i've laughed at this kind of encapsulates the whole show he was trying to help a struggling car wash and so his idea was train birds to crap on cars oh my gosh uh, and have them go to the car wash well uh, apparently birds are a lot harder to train than that. And so, uh, they were going to put birds up in this specific tree on this tree branch, but they weren't crapping enough. And so they got chickens that crap nonstop like huge, and put them up on this branch, huge but he has, chickens. To get, he has to get the people to stop underneath the branch to get their car yeah. crapped all over. Then he could be like, Oh, Hey, you should There's try Ted's wash. wash. It's right around the corner. So he's in the middle of this tree, like asking people for directions <laughs> asking and- people to, yeah, stopping their cars, saying, I'm sorry, I lost a contact lens <laughs> out here in the street. So people will stop, and while they're stopped, these chickens crap all over their cars. At one point, some of it splashed oh, the car, in his got mouth. into his mouth. Oh. Well, and then, like, at the end of it, he's like, all right, well, I've helped you. Uh, the chickens are yours now. And then he just, like, leaves. <laughs> but, okay, so I, I must say this. I, uh, I don't often uh throw out like a, a an alert to the point of attention everyone stop what you're doing and do this you're doing that and i don't like to say things very often to the effect of oh this is the funniest show i've ever seen because i'm sure there's something funnier yeah but let me say this i've probably watched the first two seasons and 
the reason I haven't watched the whole thing is because I was laughing so hard that like I, I I legitimately thought like I pulled an oblique muscle at one point I could not get enough air and I was like snorting. Uh, it's the hardest I've ever laughed man, in my life. I wish you would record yourself laughing and we can put it on the show. <laughs> oh man, I should next time for sure. Man, the, car- like, the caricature like, and my wife, artist. My wife comes out and she's like, what are, what are you, you laughing at? at? And I'm like, is this show new? And she has a completely separate, different sense of yeah, humor than I do. Jen so, hates it. Because she doesn't think that things that are funny are funny, yeah. <laughs> uh, but she thinks things that aren't funny are hilarious. And so... Like I'm like you gotta watch this show. It's really funny. You'll get this. and it's on Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu yeah. now, and you can watch it, or you can go to watch clips of it. But don't watch the clips on YouTube. Like, go watch the show. No, no, like, watch the whole show. Like, it really, it, it's it's just a it's a really some, really some of really them, well done show. Yeah, some of them are like I don't know how much money they spend on this show, and some uh, of them the one where okay, so they did they did a one uh, real quick where they uh, this guy, he's trying to get business drummed up for a petting zoo and so he's oh trying to gosh. make a, a fake viral video of a goat rescuing a pig that's drowning Out in the well they set all this stuff up and this goat uh couldn't swim to the pigs so they put this like clear pvc like track right underneath the water where the goat could basically kind of like go along this track and be fed right to the pig and they shot it in such a way that it looks like this goat is rescuing this pig and it was drowning. like it went viral well, it like, gets yeah. like Five million YouTube all, hits all in like the two days. Big like it's news all stations, over everything. yeah. And he's faked this whole thing, and, and in the end, he refuses to mention the name of the wedding zoo. Because oh, <laughs> okay, so this is one of my favorite bits, and so you just have to listen. So it's at the end of the show. He's he's done done this idea for this funeral home. I'm not going to go into what the idea is, but this is like the, like the exit interview where he's like, "Okay, are you like are you going to use my idea?" And she's like, "Probably not." And so then uh, we'll take it we'll take it from there. Okay, here we go. Oh, if you did, and you don't have to, but sometimes when I do these things, people will have a thank you gift for me. I don't know if you. Okay. No, I guess that. Okay. Well. In these situations, we just have something prepared. Mm-hmm. So maybe I could give it to you and you could hand it to me. So it's like you're giving it to me on camera. Okay. Okay. So okay. I'll, just, I'll just grab it. His voice is very Okay. okay. Shh. Sorry. Um, so I'll, I'll come in again. Okay. <laughs> oh, hi. And this hi. is Boyd. Hi. How are you? Hi. Great. Good <laughs> to um, see you. What this is, is this? This is a, a small token of my appreciation for the service that you brought to my attention. So she's like, okay, I'll pause it really quickly. So she's like, she's playing along. She's being a good sport. Yes, and it, and, and okay. she still believes this is a legitimate television show. Yeah, which it, I, it is, but like you know what I mean. Like and it's actually so trying to help. He her. is he's given her this present. It's all wrapped up and everything. So she's playing along. Here you go. For like the final scene yeah. of the show. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh my God, thank you. You really didn't have to do this. Yes, me too. Scissors? <laughs> Why do you get me scissors? Everybody needs a pair of scissors, I guess. Are these used or are they new? No, they're new. Are new. they used? Oh, okay. Great. It was. Did they hug? The scissors, and I, I hope you use the idea. Cute. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> and he's just awkward. So, like, the whole time she's like looking over at the camera, like, you know, he didn't say I'm going to open it in front of you and you're going to need to like, you know, 
He's like, he's like, it's just a pair of scissors. It's not a package or anything. He's like, uh, scissors? Uh, why did you get me scissors? And she's like, uh, you handed that to me to give to you. Oh man, they have one where he's trying to like, he's trying to help a uh, shopping mall Santa. This is the same. Oh one as the my one gosh, the, that was the uh, first episode. Thing. That's the first no, episode. Was it really? Yes. Okay, so his his idea to help this. Uh, shopping mall santa is like do discounted photos with santa in the summertime which actually is not i mean it's not like a real money maker but it's not a terrible no, idea. Not, not, some well, of these he are he good ideas he can't get permission from the mall because the santa has like a 30 year old like dwi <laughs> and so they won't give them permission to do it in the store in the in the shopping mall so they basically just do like this impromptu gorilla like <laughs> And there's like, of like 10 guys Santa's with all Wonderland. this stuff. There is a ton of stuff there. It looks just like a really good mall Santa Claus photo op. But like the the, the, the lady's like, I'm, so, I'm sorry, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, uh, abort, abort. Yeah. <laughs> just keeps grabbing a big decoration and running out. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, very quickly. One, okay, so one yes, more. Watch. Hey, Hulu, Nathan for you. Okay. F-O-R, Nathan one, for you. One more idea that I thought was really good, and we'll, and we'll get on with Lyle, is the liquor store where they're marketing that they're, <laughs> they, they're going to sell alcohol to minors. But the thing is, they'll sell it to you, but then you put a little coat check tag on it, and they store it for you until you turn 21, and then you can have it. Like, <laughs> and, and the best part of that one is that like they start doing that, and they get these kids to come in, and they're buying like a can of beer, or like and a forty, they give this, yeah. like coat check, and they're like this because these kids just spent like four bucks, and they don't get even get the beer. But then like he comes back after all that and says uh, to the business owner, he's like, "I have uh, uh, an announcement. Uh, what we've been doing actually is super illegal. Uh, I just Wikipedia it originally, and I thought it was probably a good idea, but." Uh, so uh, someone who wants to talk to you and he brings a guy in a police uniform in. he's like, sir, I'm going to need you to turn around, put your hands behind your back. And he's like, what, what is, what is this? The guy's like freaking out. And he's like, because you're getting, you're getting charged with having an awesome party. And it's a stripper. And he is just <laughs> dancing around in a very closed, <laughs> like, like a <laughs> like closet. The yeah. store. And the guy is obviously not, like, not happy. cool with it. He's like, yeah. why? There's no, no, there's no stripper. No strippers allowed in the store. Why are you, why are you doing this to me? You don't do this to a oh, business. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, it was. So, yeah, if you like things that are funny, you're like us, then uh, you should definitely watch this uh, program. Program. Okay, it is 830. Let's end yeah. this call and then I will start the other one. It's not too bright. Go in there now and go to bed. Hello. Oh, sorry. I'm like, I'm here. As I'm yelling at my daughter to go to bed, who's come out like for the tenth time. Gosh. Yeah, they like to do that. Eh? They thank do. God my, my, thank God. My, my youngest was doing. My, my youngest was doing that during Game of Thrones last night, and we were afraid that like any time oh, like man. people watching Game of Thrones, which we watch a lot of. Anytime we hear a child, we're afraid, and we instantly pause it because you never know when just a boob naked boob or like a guy being burned alive or a guy having a sword shoved through the back of his skull like that's why i don't so watch like, that show you Rick. hear a kid and you're like oh god oh god and you're like trying to pause it like so you don't traumatize your kids forever uh rick trash in trash out so i don't watch that stuff well uh more trash for me <laughs> lyle is here lyle how are you Excellent, Mark. How are you? I am great. So I'm obviously I'm Mark, and my co-host is Rick, who's the one talking about games of th- thronage, game in, games in throne. Uh, what uh, is it? It's the most popular television show <laughs> in the world. So yeah, okay. I read all so the books. You, you like watching that, do you, Rick? 
I do. I've never seen an episode. Did you read the book? Really? No. Okay. Didn't read the book. Shut up, Mark. No one who's read the book hasn't watched the show. <laughs> okay, settle us a uh, settle the bet. Uh, how do you pronounce your last name? Haugen. I said I got it. No, you didn't. I did too. I can replay the tape. Oh, maybe you did. I. <laughs> this is a, this is a great discussion. I'm glad you picked up on that because it's, <laughs> uh, nobody gets the name right. I mean, I can even go right up to you and face to face, and I'll say, Haugen. "Hi, my name's Lyle Haugen," and they'll look at you and go, "Oh, Mr. Hogan." Hagen, Hagen, Hugen, oh. no, Haugen. Oh, yeah, I've heard them all. I've heard them all. Yeah. Well, what? the thing is, like, your Just last name doesn't call me late like, for supper, guys. That's what I'm talking about. Well, that, that's pretty much like what we settled on, is that's how we said it. That's how it looks like it's supposed to be pronounced. Yeah. But there's nothing well, more irritating than, like, my last name is Bentley, and the clearly obvious-looking way to spell it is B-E-N-T-L-E-Y, like the fancy car. Right, and I don't know how many times in the last thirty-nine years someone has spelled it without the e at the end, and it's like I look at them like it's very clear. Like this, I feel like this should be a common sense thing for everyone. Same thing with Mark's last name. Don't leave you out of the inheritance, right? (laughs) Well, Mark's last name is Rogers, but people always want to spell it like Aaron Rogers, the football player. R O D G E R S. I don't have a D, so you have to tell them like, oh, I'm Mark Rogers. No D, no D at all. So, Lyle, where are you? Right now, I I am in Creston, British Columbia. I figured. <laughs> I knew you were in Canada. I could te- I could feel it on your lips. I'm listening to. Gross. Hockey. I'm watching hockey right now. You just felt Lyle's lips. <laughs> <laughs> I meant from the accent. Mark. I'm running. They talked to Lyle about Rick feeling his lips. All right, <laughs> got that one. Okay, very quickly before I was, I was born in Minnesota, though I was born in Hennepin County, just south of Twin Cities. There. Oh, Hennepin County. Okay. Do you yeah. know where? Uh, oh, dang it! So it's North Dakota, Good. like Mine, Minto, Mintow, Minoc, Minot, Minoc. I've got Minoc. A, a one of my a girl that I work that's where, with. That's where my father just. Uh, where were we at? Dalak was. He was born in Dalak, North Dakota. We had an old homestead somewhere. What was it southeast of uh, Minot? So I have a, a, a friend Western. who is moving up to there from texas and she's from well, texas flat to flat yeah and it's just cold <laughs> it's just colder up there so oh yeah, yeah it's colder yeah. it's snowing there right now i think yeah um okay very quickly we're gonna guess your birthday one guess each <laughs> and you can't uh okay, so who googled no no one well okay, rick, no probably one. I, rick i, I, I want to okay, know I who googled rick Rick, I, I did. Th- I did this bit last year where, like, I started doing research because my professional, I'm a uh, police uh, criminal investigator, and so right. I'm pretty good at finding information. You're pretty good and at using so Google. I, I, I nailed. It's not just Google. <laughs> it's mostly Google. But like, uh, I, I I nailed like three out of four birthdays, and the fourth yeah. one I was like one day off, and uh, as a bit, and Mark like didn't, I didn't pick up on him. it, and so I have had to give Mark. My solemn oath, I have not done any research whatsoever to prepare myself for this interview. So, uh, Mark, you may you may have the honors, Mark. Okay, and you can't say, ooh, you're close. It's just yes or no, because you don't want to give Rick right. a hint. Um, October 10th. No. Dang it. I'm going to go – okay, hang on. Let's, let's do some logic here. So you're from up north. Which has nothing uh, to do with – People anything. probably spent a lot of time – inside uh, you know conserving body heat when it's cold so i'm gonna go nine months from january i'm gonna go september 19th no oh, thank oh, god boy. all right what, what is, is it? it 
November 25th. Oh. Okay, hey, listen, we're, we're in the right area. You're I like feel a, like my logic was good yeah. and solid. You're like a Thanksgiving <laughs> birthday. Close. Exactly. Yeah, my wife's is November 21st. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. All right, well, we sort well, of... I always, I always got conned into, you know, after the, the parents passed and whatnot, my sister is, oh, you're doing Thanksgiving dinner? Well, it happens to be my birthday, too. Oh, good, you can cook. Yeah, uh-huh. you cook for dinner, and then you end up cooking your own birthday dinner. Thanks a lot. Yeah, is it, isn't that nice? Yeah. No. So we all we already kind of introed you. I read I read your intro, and there's something about your intro that I'm very interested in. I want to hear the story. Shoot, about what the story? about the industrial explosion. Okay, so not about the neighbor's dog in the fork. <laughs> oh, I want to hear that one. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Get a, we can do a dramatic uh, reenactment. Re- that, okay, send, like. all right, all right. I'm gonna end the call. Send us a script, and we'll we'll connect back and read the dramatic reinterpretation of the dog story. <laughs> all right so you like the part where it got blown up right yeah like well so what were you working there were you just like walking it through like a on like a visitor tour like what was what was happening no i was uh i was an oil field operator oh my gosh and i was out on site in the very furthest north of pretty much canada it's only what was it 15 miles to the well not canada but to the arctic circle <sighs> So, yeah, just before the 60th parallel, though. And Jeez. it was the middle of winter. It was about, uh, I think, first thing in the morning, it was about 47 below. I had to wait a little bit before I could move the equipment. It was it was cold. You'd step outside, you'd look out, and everything was running, because otherwise, if it wasn't running, it wasn't going to get running. And all the exhaust plumes are going up into the air, and then they'd stop at about 30 feet, and that was the ceiling, just like there was a glass ceiling. Oh, my gosh. That's how that's how cold the air was. It just it wouldn't go any higher. Wow. That's it. That's all there was. Every step you would take would be like walking on popcorn or or, or you know chips, right? Everywhere Which, just crunch. Rick crunch, never vacuums crunch. his house, and that's pretty much what happens at Rick's house. But you're actually walking on like Doritos. You are. Hmm, that's a weird. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mark. right. And the air. <laughs> The air is so cold and so dense, you, you, you take kind of small sips of it. Ugh. So anyways, I climbed into a backhoe. I drove uh, about 50 kilometers out to a natural gas dehydrator, it's called. It's a little building up on stilts. There's some equipment inside. That was the reason I was there. The stairs actually didn't match up with the building. So I was there to move the stairs out of the way, use the backhoe to bring the gravel that had been dropped off into there, put the stairs back in, job done, right? But my first job was an operator. I was just doing this, you know, extra duty thing, right? Go up to the top of the stairs. I can just barely reach up to the panic hardware or the, the uh, door entrance. And I, I, I have to take a glove off to get my hand in there. Jeez. And it's still cold. It's 40-some below, right? That's what she said. I click it. I open the door. I reach in up, grab onto the panic hardware on the inside, the door sill on the other side with my left hand, throw one leg up, awesome. pull myself up into the door. I just get stood up in the door and I see this orange glow out of the corner of my left eye in the back, back of the building, about 15, Ooh. 18 feet away. And I just, yeah, it was more like old crap. Uh, Crikey. Exactly. <laughs> now you got to visualize that. I mean, I'm not a big man. I'm only like 5'10", 5'11", or whatever, right? But I was bundled up with all kinds of clothes on, right? So you look like Ralphie from A Christmas Story? Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can barely move, right? The yeah. arms are kind of, yeah. yeah. No, anyways, I'm standing right in the door jam. 
okay? Because I just pulled myself up. This is all I'm, I'm taking longer to explain it than it already happened. It happened 20 times already. So I'm trying to turn around because I know this isn't going to be pretty, right? And I'm turning my head around and I'm trying to get positioned around here. Now you got to understand this building is about, you know, 18 feet by 10 feet high by eight feet wide. So, and then, you know, you're standing right in the doorway with all this cloth on you, kind of like the wadding you put in a cannon. Oh my gosh. And then you light it up, right? Yeah. Well, I blew 45 feet across the lease, oh. hit the ground, tumbled, bounced mm. up, and then I still had the common sense to run over, shut the wellhead in, go in behind the D-high well it's burning in flames, and close the pipeline, which was only about five feet from the building. Did you? Do you Good remember more. flying through the air? Sorry? Do you remember, like, flying through the air, or is it all kind of okay, a Okay, so are you, are you ready now? Yes. Uh-oh. Rick, are you sitting down? I uh yes I'm sitting down. Always I'm in a okay, as long as you got your pants on, we're all good here. Okay. <laughs> so this thing lights up, and I get punched. So I'm flying through the air, but because of the punch, I've lost all my air. I don't have a breath of air in me, and as I'm flying through, and I'm kind of you know going head first a little bit. The flames are like little fingers and they're coming past my eyes and they're starting to go faster than I am. Apparently I was heavier. <laughs> and the whole thing, then it just started to move in together. I lost that little space where they split around my head and then they just started to move back in right about the time I took a breath. Gosh. Oh, dude. Full orange flames. I, I don't recommend this. Kids don't do this at home. I just want a little caveat on that. So that's not what, that's not how you got type one diabetes. That just, you just happened. (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm making sure it said it was a week after. So I just want to make sure that that they were two unrelated things. Did they figure out you were type one diabetic because you were in the hospital after this? Well, no, actually they are related. So what? Really? Oh, laugh some more. Laugh some more there, Rick. (laughs) What happens here? What, what happens is this, you, you, you kind of need a perfect storm happening and then you need the shot of lightning. Or an yes. industrial gas you know explosion. I'm getting at? So the, my body was in a certain condition at that point in time. Uh, I was eating a lot of bread. I was living in camp. In those days, you didn't drink the water as water because there's no such thing as bottled water in 1985, back where, I, you know, up that part of the world. <laughs> yeah. They, they didn't fly that stuff in. The whole place is swamp. You got water everywhere. What are you talking about? Yeah. Right? So, but we literally drank swamp water. So you would drink it as coffee, which meant you were getting an awful lot of caffeine. Mm-hmm. You weren't really getting water, and it's a diuretic coffee. And you didn't dare put cream or sugar in it. So, you you know, you put a little bit of sugar in it, but you drank it black because you put cream in it, it turned green. Ugh. Because <laughs> it was so cold? No, because of swamp water. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because it's gross. Yeah, <laughs> but you can't drink you can't you can't drink you know unboiled swamp water because that's how you get beaver fever, right? Yeah, that's that Rick's mom <laughs> or cryptosporidiums or whatever they call them. You know all them fancy little names, right? Yeah. So, but the the shock from the explosion was the final trigger 
that caused my immune system to ramp up further than it already had been ramped. Right. So you were already kind of redlining. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, I had a perfect storm going there. Right. And, and we can get into that if you want. It's yeah. all about leaky gut. And it's all about the fact that when you have leaky gut, you, you will get your first autoimmune disease where the weakest link is in the chain. Right. And, <laughs> and then you will get the next weakest link yeah. and so on and so forth if you don't seal that gut. So I wrote an article a few years ago called The One-Two Punch. And it was about like your immune system is designed to keep you from getting these little sicknesses, little viruses and these little cold bugs and all that. Well, if for some reason your immune system is is suppressed or is weakened, like you're not getting enough sleep, you're inflamed, you're, you know, leaky gut, anything like that. Well, then your immune system is it. So it takes that first punch. Then that other thing will come in. And so this is kind of this is like the one two punch like you you were already you already had the one. And so the explosion was the two and here you go. And so is it, is this, I guess, okay. So very quickly, let me, let me, for the listener kind of try to cliffs, cliff notes, cliffs notes, the difference between type one and type two diabetes. So type one diabetes is your pancreas just does not, uh, uh, secrete any, uh, insulin type two is you are secreting insulin but your cells are so resistant to it that they're just they don't listen to what the what the insulin is trying to do so blood the glucose which it's trying to clear out of your bloodstream stays in your bloodstream so both cases you have heightened glucose in your bloodstream but for very for two very different reasons is that pretty much it in a nutshell yeah for the most part um so type two you are resistant to your own insulin type one just doesn't make any insulin right right yeah type one and two diabetes okay so like how do you so how old were you when you were diagnosed with type one like how long have you lived with it well um let me throw a little story in on onto you like this rick will probably like this one just before yeah just before this happened in 1984, uh, I had quit working for Unical. I was actually working for Unical up there for the previous three years, but I had decided to become a commercial deep sea diver. Oh my gosh. So I had started collecting money and putting money away and I got my scuba ticket and everything else. And the 2nd of January, I flew to LA. I was just 19- there. In 1984, which was happened to be also the Olympic year, right? All right. But I went to dive school down there, down in San Pedro Harbor there. So that was all fun and games for nine months. One of the extra courses I took besides um, saturation diving, I'm, I'm trained to 1,000 feet plus on mixed gases. Oh, my gosh. I also took a diver medic course because it's one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. And even if you're on surface in the decompression chamber, you know, in relative safety, if you're at a thousand feet, fathom this, guys. It's 28 days before you can step out oh of that tin gas. The bends. Wow. 28 days. You don't want to get the bends, Rick. No, you don't. So, and and if you have a problem, you know that that kind of work, you know, working on offshore rig, and I was going to take my oil field experience and wrap it all up with that put it all together in a nice little package to go travel around the world. And then I opened up the door of this DI and that all ended. Right. Mm. 
So would you would you say okay? So so let's very quickly and and uh, I don't want to I don't want to uh, waste too much time uh, j- jock, jocking around, <laughs> joking around, jock jocking around. <laughs> Your software needs an update, Mark. <laughs> jock strapping around. Um, Enough of the jocularity. Right. <laughs> so what are what what are you doing? How did you? What are you doing now? Like what? Talk about yourself. Like what? What are you doing now? You have a website. All this stuff. To t- talk about yourself. And like okay, so I have a website called type1simplified.com. All right. I contracted type 1 diabetes in 84 or 85, I should say. So it's 34 years now. Anniversary just passed a couple of weeks back there. Um, 27 years of that was horrible. I developed additional autoimmune conditions. I had Crohn's colitis, IBS. I was oh. eyes were starting to have a shot of laser in them here and there. Um, gastroparesis. This is always fun. So gastroparesis is a condition where your intestines don't have that peristaltic movement anymore. Right. So you can eat, but then it doesn't move, which is a tricky thing when you take insulin. So how do you get how do you get it to move through your intestine? <laughs> that's the deal right <laughs> <laughs> it's a very tricky thing Golly. so these were not great conditions to live with and then one day the the job that i was doing at the time i had invented a process actually ironically to clean natural gas beehives so that they don't blow up like the one that huh. blew up on me yeah you know lemons to lemonade kind of crap right. <laughs> and while I was in that unit, I was again way out in the middle of nowhere and I had to conserve on some money and didn't really have, you know, backup from anybody, you know, give me a hot shot because I was way the heck away from where anywhere. So I had to pack a lot of food and I wanted just energy dense food. And then I kind of went, well, geez, you know, if I do this and I get everything that I really need, then I'm going to need this much more insulin. And for whatever reason, I just made a decision one day that I'm going to start backing off on how much insulin I'm using. And the only way to do that is to back off on the carbohydrates because I was always taught and diabetics are typically taught the old food pyramid. Right. Lots of grains. You need lots of, lots, uh, lots of grains. Yeah. You bet. Gosh. You know, like my, my typical diet when they, when the first dietitian scoped me out, it was like two slices of bread in the morning, one or- at 10 o'clock, juice. another yeah. two at lunch, another one at three o'clock two at supper time and one before you go to bed. Gosh. Like that's a half a loaf of bread. Yeah. You know, and it's ridiculous to try to be able to make these two match. The worst part about bread, and I'm getting a little sidetracked here. So Rick, keep an, keep an eye on me here. <laughs> the worst part about Will this. Will do. Appreciate that. <laughs> worst part about it is when you eat bread, it Richter scales your blood sugar. Right. So when I first became a dietitian, or sorry, registered nutritional coach, okay, let's just get that right, health coach. When I first became that, the only reason I became that was because I had already figured out a bunch of stuff and people were asking me, how the heck are you looking so good? What have you been doing? So I started helping people. But the people I were helping were not diabetics, guys. Hmm. And everything that I learned about balancing my blood sugar, I brought to them and I balanced their blood sugar. So blood sugar balance is not just a problem with any type of diabetes. 
it's a national problem. Right. Well, and that's one thing that I've always say, like if, and, and see if you agree with this, if, if something is good for a type one or type two diabetic is in, in so far as it like regulates blood sugar, isn't, won't, wouldn't that be a good thing for just like someone who's not type one or type two diabetic? Absolutely. Yeah. Because you, you have a correlation, a direct correlation linked to insulin production and weight gain. Right. So if you eat more and you're not diabetic, you're going to produce more insulin to get rid of what you've just eaten. Right. Right. And when you have that, when you have bread doing what it does and, and other high glycemic factors, when you Richter scale your blood sugar, your pancreas gallops to try to keep up because it will not allow your blood sugar to go in, in our scale. It's eight millimoles and your guys, it's 150 deciliters. Yeah. Okay. uh, Milligrams per deciliter. So it won't go above 50, but to do that, it has to overproduce just as if I ate a piece of bread as a diabetic and would have to take more insulin. Right. See where I'm going at? Yeah. The problem yeah. is here, we're dealing with two hyperbolic curves, kind of like shooting a missile out of the sky and how long they've been working on that project. Yeah. Well, and one thing I was actually having this conversation with someone this weekend is that when insulin is your blood in your bloodstream, your body for a number of reasons is, is not burning fat, cannot use fat, cannot break fat down. So fat is just stored when insulin is present. And so we're, we're, and insulin is always present to some degree. I'm talking about like over a certain level. Uh, right. But, so, yeah. so glad you brought that point up. So this is where, uh, in a lot of control factors for type ones, they have a basal rate and then they bolus for meals. Okay. Right. So the basal rate is your ongoing constant metabolic process in the background minus what you've eaten. Yeah. You see what I'm getting at yep. here? So yeah. you need that minimum amount. If you visualize a tri- an isosceles triangle, okay, this is kind of what I did for my type 1. If you visualize an isosceles triangle, if the bottom baseline is that basal line of insulin you got in there, that volume of triangle is the meal that you eat, then that represents how much insulin you need to take, essentially, to counteract how much meal you're eating, minus what your basal was throughout the day. So they're using a basal with a short-acting bolus to try to counteract the meal. Well, what I did was I jacked that basal up so that triangle got smaller and smaller. Just like if you see a big wave or a small wave. I made it a small wave instead of taking a big wave. Yeah. So instead of injecting any short-acting insulin, I do a modified paleo keto diet. So it's a high carb keto diet, hundred cal a day or hundred carb a day. And I do one shot of basil. Hmm. We both made the same noise. I know you were like, it's very interesting. Yeah. And, and can you think of anything simpler than that? I know you're not diabetics, but could you think? Well, my mom is, is type two diabetic and has been for nearly my whole life. And it, she kind of battled the same thing. It's, I mean, I know it's a different type, but you know, she, I, my childhood was her like trying to count her, uh, points for, you know, the food pyramid and she's eating all this, you know, oatmeal and wheat and grains and all this stuff and can't figure out why her blood sugar is always through the roof. And now, you know, it's like, can I ask are. you something? Yeah. Was she hungry all the time? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you something. This is the biggest discovery I think. And, and, and people that are diabetics just go, wow, how come the doctor never told me that? Mm-hmm. Think of it this way. Remember we were talking about that level of eight or one fifty. Yeah. 
the minute you crest over that, that means that your body is insufficient in insulin. Hmm. And when you get to that point, you have one trillion cells in your body seeing all this sugar swimming by, but it can't, doesn't have the key to open up the door, whether you're type one or type two, it's the same sensation. Right. So contradictory to what you think you need to do, which is eat, what you need to do is take insulin. Yeah. Let your blood sugar get below that threshold. And then all of a sudden you're not hungry anymore. Hmm. Because that 48 or that 70 to 150, that's the percentage or that's the amount of sugar that's in your bloodstream. The reason we have insulin is it shouldn't be born or carried in the bloodstream to high levels because it's like glass scratching down its walls. Yeah. This is why type 1s and, and type 2s have a higher incident of heart disease, stroke, kidney problems, eye problems. Right? Right. And it's but, all about yeah, getting circuit, that back into balance. Yeah, right? yeah. But they don't, they're they're not, here's another reach out to all the diabetics out there. Like your mother that was taught this pyramid thing that never worked. And they, you go in and you see your doctor and and they, and they give you your numbers and they go, well, this isn't very good. And they look at you with this guilt, you know, like, what aren't you doing wrong? I know you're cheating. I know you're not doing something wrong. You're following it right to the letter. Like you're you're winning. Yeah. You're closet eating. Gram for gram, right? Yeah, and it's not to. working. They don't yeah. think that their system doesn't work. Right. It's like you have to be cheating or doing something wrong or eating at night or what. And God then, forbid we've given you the wrong advice. Right, right, right. Ugh, yeah, don't, don't even get me started. Um, right. Okay, very so quickly. So let me tell you how yeah, profound yeah. this was for my doctor. Okay. I coach him now. <laughs> really? <laughs> I got that's rid awesome. of his eczema. I got rid of his sugar cravings. God, that's awesome. Hmm. Um, okay. In the time we have left, we have a few minutes left. I want you to, to promote yourself. You, you already mentioned the, t- uh, type one simplified, uh, one simplified.com. Yeah. Is there any other thing like what you t- bet. On, on there? I've got type one simplified all night sleep solution. Oh, cool. Okay. When I went to this basal rate, that meant I had to kind of keep myself going through the night. Rick's good at math here. So I take 36 <laughs> units a day. All right, 36 units a day. It's a unit and a half an hour. If I want eight hours of sleep, how many units is that? Nine. There you go. So I need enough carbohydrate. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on. I literally just picked a number. Is it actually nine? I just no. I think it's about idea. ten. But whatever. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Oh, well, I was close. I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the point being is this bar recipe that I made in this report. There's a recipe in there. It's got chocolate on it. That should be enough sales right there. Yeah. It's got chocolate. Nah, got sold. Exactly. Right? You make this bar recipe, and I'll tell you, it's actually an energy bar. So if you want to go out and work all day in the, in the garden, have a bite of that thing, and away you go. But if you want to get through the night on a little bit higher basal, or you just want to sleep better. Because you know what? When we sleep, do you realize we consume more calories? Really? Because guess what's happening at nighttime? Every um, <laughs> organ in the body is going through repair. Yeah. There's a lot going of stuff through, going on at night. Yeah. Going through shutdown and repair, shutdown and repair, shutdown. If you wake up between 2 and 4 o'clock in the morning, it's usually a, a hiccup on your liver, and it's because the building materials aren't in your body to be redistributed. Hmm. Right. So download this report and enjoy it. It's, uh, it is for type 1s, but it works for type 2s. 
and anybody can have the the bar recipe so yeah you know you guys you guys would probably like it i i like this thing for you know if it's a little cooler outside because it's made out of coconut oil so it melts kind of easy but yeah. if it's a little cooler outside it packs well and you can take a hike and you can go anywhere i play pickleball lots so <laughs> that's a great i took that in college the old Did you? the old pickleball oh, yeah. really good at it too shut up right on <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so <laughs> Awesome. I'm also on Facebook at uh, at Type One Simplified, and uh, I guess that's about it. Awesome. I, uh... Very good. Well, Lavis Haugen, this has been uh, really fun. Thank you for. I know we had to reschedule you once, uh, but thank you for doing this. And yeah, yeah, I don't think we mentioned this at the beginning. This is our two hundredth show. Oh well, so, thanks for delaying me. I'm special now. Yeah, you are. Like this is a big. This is a big deal. We're gonna send you uh, like an, an email saying thanks. <laughs> and we'll we'll do all the clicky stuff back and forth there all the likey stuff there it is all the likey clicky that's what it is all the likey (laughs) awesome well hey this will go up um probably early next week the show and i will send you the link when it goes up and and uh we'll go from there a lot this has been awesome i had fun guys hope you help me have me on again i'm gonna be working on some new stuff here awesome yeah no let us know like whenever you've got something you want to promote and we'll have you back on Thank you very much. All right, thanks. See you, Rick. See you, buddy. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Of all of our, like, okay, like, we know, like, Jason Sive is going to be on in a couple of weeks. Like, I know Jason. He has our humor. We know him. Of all the people that we just call up and don't know, other than, like, an introductory email, I feel like Lyle was the most like us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Although, when he said beaver fever, uh, I don't know if he knew... I don't know if he knew we were all on the same page. Jeez, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, and so like the uh, the moral of the story there is if it's if it's helpful. Like I always use this as an example too because uh, you know because pregnant women, right? Um, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like I always say like if it's if it's good for a pregnant woman because she is growing a baby, right? If it's good to do or not do, then it's like in that exaggerated phase of life then it's probably just good for just the regular person as far as like diet and obviously like you know men don't have breasts hmm. i mean like you know they have breasts you i know. have nipples greg can, can you milk can me, you milk me? <laughs> i feel like i feel like we should um play play one more bit of audio from nathan for you should we do that or not i feel like maybe we're like obsessing too much on this show yeah. i i want to shout it on the mountaintop and this is as close as i can get to the mountaintop is to 11 people listening to our podcast but uh god i love this show hold on let me just very quickly there's the funeral home um hot dog stand i didn't i don't know if i've seen that one that there how many seasons are there's four and i'm on three the diarrhea times i haven't seen that one yet (laughs) Ooh, let's do this. Let's do the uh the when he when he gets really uh like up in that lawyer's face. Okay, so the the background on this. Hold on, hold on. I gotta skip this ad here. Okay. So his uh his idea to help a struggling coffee shop is to use and this is a really really funny comedic idea is to use existing uh, parody laws to be able to use the Starbucks logo. Kind of like how Saturday Night Live will have like you know everybody like in a Best Buy costume or a Target. Well, they're using yeah. they're doing parody, and so 
that's protected. It's, it's not, not copyright. copyright. Yeah, yeah. So he goes this extraordinarily elaborate plan to establish himself as a known parody artist, which him singing in the cafes. Oh, so funny. Which is great. But at some point he goes to consult. And he has like a lawyer and a judge that he goes and consults and he has this attorney yeah. and they're both great characters. Like the real people. So, yeah. So he goes to this lawyer and is asking him, you know, legal advice about it. And then he tells the lawyer, he's like, well, I mean, you're going to have uh, equal liability you know, law, liability in this. And the lawyer's like, no, I'm not. He's like, oh, no, no. On that appearance uh, contract you signed, it has a clause in there about how you will share 50% <laughs> in all the losses of a potential lawsuit. And the lawyer tries to take the contract and he's jumping across the table. Well, no, he, he says, he's like, well, let me see that. So he takes it and then he's like, well, I'm just going to keep this. So he, <laughs> so he like puts it in his pocket. And so Nathan is trying to get it back from him. And so he's like, well, just so, so here, so we'll, we'll play some of this. Here we go. Okay. Yes. Solid as I thought, but then Peter brought up one way I could cover myself. Let's say you had a reputation as being, uh, and yeah. uh, someone who does lots of parody, then they know, oh, he's just making fun of Starbucks because this is what he does. Okay, so we talked about that. Okay, so here, jump ahead here. I don't agree to this at all. I do not agree to pay all legal fees and damages for legal action because I have no control over what's being released. I well, why did you sign that then? Yeah, I signed it, and I signed it because I didn't have a chance to read it. And so I you're a lawyer. Just... Don't you read things before you sign it? <laughs> I do read... He said, you're a lawyer. Don't you read things before you sign it? And then he shows video of him signing it, and he's going, what kind of a... Yeah, well, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll hear that. Hang on, listen, we'll hear that. Hang on. I try to read things, but you wanted me to shoot, and I glanced at it, and this was my mistake. I'll acknowledge that. Okay. Well, um, you, you signed it, so I guess you can give well, it back. Well, I'm not going to give it back because I'm going to... Well, um, I handed it to you just to look over, but you already... No, I'm not going to give it back to you. I'm protecting... So at that point, he was reaching over the desk, like, reaching out for it, and the guy was, like, holding <laughs> it away from Nathan him. Nathan is, like, the super skinny super nerd. <laughs> he sounds... He looks exactly like his voice sounds yeah okay here we go myself and frankly you from a nightmare well you signed it you, we have you on camera signing it you, so it still holds up in court you don't have me on camera signing it. yes if, we do what kind of lawyer am i i'm signing <laughs> well if you do that's fine then you then you'll know how the terms I, i'm gonna put in my pocket well um, no we don't want it in your pocket i we do want it in my pocket <laughs> so so that was him jumping up. jumping across the sky's table to try to take it out of his spot. And he's doing a bit and the lawyer is like The lawyer has I mean he's no. either the greatest actor ever no, or he has he's no idea. He's mad. Yeah. So so okay, hang on. So we'll keep a few more a few more seconds here. Please, you're in my office. I'm very serious. And I don't know if you're really trying to do this just for the show, but I'd like to get off my desk and I'm gonna ask you to leave the office. I was disappointed that Peter was trying to back out of the deal he signed, but our producers were eventually able to calm him down enough to keep shooting. They, they just said they need to get a shot of the, an insert of the document, like a shot no, of it before. It's staying, it's staying in my pocket. It's not going anywhere. Well, we need to get a, just a shot of the clause for the scene. I, I, in the document. You can hold on to it. Just hold it out like you'd had. And then... So he's pulling it out of his back pocket. This camera needs to get it it's out It's all here. folded up. That's how oh, I had it. And then you can... So he's got it out on his desk. Just make sure you get an insert of the action. <laughs> and right there, he, he reaches out and tries to grab it. And the lawyer is so pissed. Like, he's like he, he was but able... But, like, later in the episode, the lawyer's with him when he's going to tell yeah. the coffee shop guy, like, hey, listen, you haven't done any work on this project, so I'm cutting you out of this. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm about to... I don't know if you're provoking me or not, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm getting tired of this. 
He's just staring at him. I'm not going to be responsible for your conduct, okay? He's all, you can tell he's like all hard. Anyway, so that was the dumb Starbucks. And dumb Starbucks got like tons of publicity. That was when I first heard about the show whenever that happened. Uh, and I watched that episode, I remember. And I remember at the time I was like, this is really funny. Yeah. But I don't remember for whatever reason. It was on Comedy Central. Yeah. This is before the time of DVR. Yeah. So well, I was like, oh, I get set my VCR to record this show. When it went viral, all these news stations, nobody knew. It was like this big secret. Like nobody knew who started it or what it was. Or and they ended up getting yeah. shut down because of, uh, you know, they were selling. Oh, anyway, I, I don't want to get too much into. It. You just got to go watch it. Um, you got to watch Smokers Aloud. Too. It's in season. I'm, I'm making my way through all of them, okay. uh, but it's taking a minute because I can't watch more than like three at a time yeah. because then I just I, I laugh so hard. Yeah. All right. Well, we took episode 200 to just kind of uh, have a time where Mark and Rick would normally have that conversation off the show and just talk about a great funny show <laughs> that we love. This so, has literally just been us talking to each other. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, the tip of the week is um, go to type1simplify.com and learn how to manage your diabetes. Yes. Go to that. <laughs> that was very interesting. Uh, no, sir, like this, like uh, I had no idea that like an industrial explosion Gosh, that crazy? cause all, but I was laughing at you oh. for asking what I thought was a dumb question. But here's the, here uh, I am just here's laughing the, in a mirror and the laps are hitting the mirror. Here's the, the foreshadowing. The end remember is going to be your dolphin laugh at my actual <laughs> question. Oh, hey, by the way, my Nathan for you laugh is, is like surpasses dolphin oh, and goes into full-on snort, uh, can't Santa Claus diaper. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Alright, well that's going to do it for this, the 200th episode of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember, it's not too bright. Go in there now and go to bed. So until next time, uh, why would you... Uh, Give me scissors. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.